what this is, right? Can you hold it? Is it heavy? No? A little bit, maybe, not so much. What if I asked you to take it in your left hand and hold it straight out like that? Is it still heavy? Is it getting heavier? Yes. The longer you hold it, does it get heavier? Don't move. <laughs> hold it right there. Is it getting heavier? How's it getting heavier? Is it changing? What I if folded it for longer, and the, more, and the more longer it's folded, the more pressure is going into my hand. All right. What if I put this here and let you go like that? Now it's way less because this is holding it now. All right. Now but did the bottle change any? It didn't change, did it? It didn't get bigger? How did it get heavier? I was holding it for a longer time. But, but this helps, doesn't it? All right. All right, thank you. <laughs> so, simple water bottle. We've all held them, but when you hold it out like this, the longer you hold it, the heavier it gets. Um, one of my first examples of that when I was younger was pouring a gas can into the car. I'm emptying the can, but why is it getting heavier? It's harder to hold, right? Same thing with the sin in our lives. If we keep trying to have it there, but deny it, hold it away from ourselves, and not address it, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier, and it weighs on us. And just like with Nathan, it took somebody else to come along and make that easier for him to hold out. Was it very difficult for me to walk over there, grab this, put it under his arm, and help him hold that up? It was very easy. It just took a couple of minutes. It took me seeing a need to help him with that. He could have asked for help. Did he? No, he's a tough guy. He's going to hold it up there. All right? So, again, are, are we doing that with, with our lives? Are we holding our problems until we can't take it anymore? Are we reaching out for help with our problems before they become serious? These are all things that God has created through Jesus in the church that he established, that we are a part of. Okay? So when we pray to Jesus 
for help with something? Are we going to see him drop down from the sky and walk up to us and put the podium there for us to hold our arm on? Or are we going to use his body to help us with that? His body is right here. It's that simple. Okay? It's in the Bible. It's in our Scriptures. Jesus came to establish the church, which is His body. That's how He helps us right here, right now, in the year 2022. So today we're going to look at some Scriptures and talk about a little bit more of that and see if we can establish through Scripture uh, what it is we need to do with one another and how we can lean on Scriptures to help us out. So I'm going to start out with Ephesians 3, starting in verse 13. Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. And this is, this is Paul in his letter to the Ephesians. Uh, again, Ephesians being one of the books that Paul, letters that Paul wrote to the Ephesians while he was in prison. So uh, his tribulations are being imprisoned. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth? And know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. A lot in that verse, or those verses together. So, we're told in, in verse 19, to know the love of Christ which surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. A little more emphasis on love than knowledge there. You know, I, I agree 100% and wholeheartedly with what Chris said earlier, that we all need to get into the Word and make time to look and research that. But it is all going to point back to what? Love, the love that God has for us, that Christ has for us, 
that we should have for one another. And that love surpasses knowledge. So do we have to be scholars? No, we have to love one another. To be filled up to all the fullness of God. Scripture, by all means, helps with that love. Don't, don't mistake my words there that all we need is love. No, we need to know what God's word is also. But um, Paul is telling us that there has to be love also. Um, not only for ourselves, but for the people that we meet. Um, loving someone that doesn't love us is very difficult. Um, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, but we can pray. We can be there. Um, we can offer that hand when nobody else is. And hopefully win that person over uh, to understand and to love. Very similar to the letter uh, that Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he also wrote one to the Thess Thessalonians, First Thess Thessalonians 3, starting in verse 4. For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction, and so it came to pass, as you know. For this reason... When I could, could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith, for fear that the tempter might have tempted you, and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you, and has brought us good news of your faith and love, and that, you're, and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us as we also long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. For now, we really live. If you stand firm in the Lord, for what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before our God on your account? As we, night and day, keep praying most earnestly, that we may see your face and make complete what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and Jesus our Lord direct our way to you. And may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you so that he may establish your hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. So, again, Paul had gone to Thessalonica and established a church there. And as we all know, Paul was a traveling man. He had to keep moving. So he established the church and had to move on eventually ended up in prison, was unable to circle back and go back to Thessalonica, 
to see the Thessalonians, but wanted to find out what was going on there. So um, he sent... Um, He sent Timothy to go find out how they were doing and report back to him while he was in prison. So Timothy went, found out that the church there was thriving, growing, um, living in love and faith. Um, Paul never stopped praying for them. We see all this in those, in those verses. that he prayed for them night and day, that they would maintain their faith, that they would grow in their faith, and that they would grow the church as well. Uh, abounding in love for one another, as it says in verse 12. So clearly, while Paul was suffering in prison, he was able to take comfort and joy in the growth of the church. Again, with the Colossians, uh, very similar letter there. Um, Colossians 1, verse 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Paul knows how to lay it on, doesn't he? Puts it right out there. He's suffering. But he's doing it on behalf of us, really. The establishment of the church. Um, and he speaks of Christ's afflictions as well, as, as uh, Chris just mentioned to us also. Again, in verse 25, Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints. So, we don't usually talk about scriptures in terms of mystery. That is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages. So there he's referring to the Old Testament Jews that hadn't seen Jesus at that point. So they did not know God's love as well as we do now, having seen the suffering of Christ. Back to 28. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose I also labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Are we allowing that might to work in us? 
Are we acting in faith that everything will be all right no matter what happens to us? We're fortunate that in this country we're not going to land in prison for sharing our faith. How much more boldness does it take to speak to somebody knowing that this guy could tell on me and I'd be in prison? All right, we do unfortunately sometimes face that at work. We may end up in discipline situations at work because we've shared our faith at work and somebody might have felt uncomfortable about that, but um, certainly not going to go to prison for it. And if you have one of those jobs, then something might be working at moving you on to something else if that's what's needed. Uh, in chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and, and again, as we read the Bible, the verse numbers, the chapter numbers, all that was added later. Uh, You've got to remember that this was a letter from Paul. So this whole book of the Bible was written as one letter. He didn't stop. He kept going. We added the punctuation. We added the paragraphs, the page breaks, the chapters and verses and all that. So a lot of times when you're reading some of these, especially the letters from Paul, try to skip, try not to stop right at the end of the chapter. If you're reading and you're saying, oh, I just want to get through this chapter and then I can get on to mowing the grass or whatever else it is I have to do, um, try to read the next couple of verses also because more often than not, they tie right in with what was at the end of the, the last chapter as we have it. So, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have, had on, I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, Nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Please, oh, I'm sorry. So, Paul's really putting it on us, okay? If we believe in Christ, if 
we have love for one another, if we share the word, the knowledge is going to build within us. And we are going to see Christ in the end. Paul is pointing to the congregation at that point. Pulling them together. Building their faith. Basically putting it all on them. Here it is. You've got it. It's up to you guys to keep this going and to make it grow. And again, uh, in building that congregation, he's building togetherness that we're to bear all this together. Um, if, if we're having struggles individually or as a group, we need to pull together even stronger and help one another take care of those issues. And again, as uh, Jesus established, that the church is him and he is the church. Um, let's not lose, lose sight of that, that we are brothers and sisters of Jesus. So let's take a look at First uh, Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 6. Therefore, humble, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the, de the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. So again, uh, two sides of this short reading here. Um, if you've ever watched a program on TV about animals out in the wild and 
you see the lions moving in on a herd, and you'll see a couple of lions go into the herd, and the herd, of course, scatters. Well, the rest of the lions are hanging back saying, well, where's the slow one? That's the one we want. Uh, just like the devil. He's waiting to pounce on you. if you're separated from the body. So, again, uh, with, the, with the body comes the strength, the knowledge, the experience. Um, we got to stick together and be held together uh, through those bonds. Don't let the devil separate one from another. And if we have suffered for a little while, it's basically our time here on earth compared to what's ahead of us. Uh, uh, you know, when we sing Amazing Grace, when we've been here 10,000 years, We'll have no less time to sing his praise. I often think about that time concept of, of being in heaven for eternity. It doesn't, doesn't compute here on earth uh, to, to how our time here begins and ends. There it won't. It's just being there. Um, again, in verse, in verse 10, um, Christ called you to his eternal glory with himself, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Right. To him be dominion forever and ever. I do want to read some verses of encouragement also um, that will help help us uh, have a little bit of understanding of the love of Christ that he has for us as a as individuals and as collective for the church um, in Matthew 11 verse 28 very uh, very good verse. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
So he is all those things. He said it. I believe it. <laughs> it's not always easy to think of things in those simple terms. But it, it really is that simple. Um, his yoke is easy. Because as we come in here, we're met with love. With love, everything is easier. Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Psalm 68 and 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burden, the God who is our salvation. And the last one again from Paul. And there is a song that goes with this. It's not in our song books, and I was kind of hoping it was so we could sing it at the end of this, but... Um, Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have the words, and I don't know it well enough to lead it by myself. So, uh, Philippians 4, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hey there, Pastor Tom here. I hope you enjoyed this sermon that Deacon John Lauder offered to Rockland Community Church. Rockland Community Church is located at 212 Rockland Road in North Situate, Rhode Island, just around the bend from Situate Public High School. We invite you to join us in person or virtually this Sunday as we continue our series through the Gospel of Matthew. It's our joy to welcome you into our community.